ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local win, local now. Member FDIC. It is Friday, March 26th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join this program, this very program, by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw, Heart Seltzer, it is made pure. We've got a lot happening this weekend for the Thundering Herd. So we had two options. I could talk about it, and I'm going to, and that's still on the table. Or I could get the guy who's got to hustle all over I'm serious, all over the place to get these broadcasts on, and that is Jake Griffith. He is going to join us here on the program to talk about what's happening this weekend because, of course, we have got baseball action, we have got tennis, we've got softball, we've got men's soccer, we have more baseball, we have more softball, and a lot of these are going to be broadcasts. A lot of these are going to be on HerdZone.com. You can go to the website, and there's a link for you to click on, and you can broadcast uh, these to your devices, whatever. Just watch the game like you normally would. It's going to be on CUSA TV for the majority of these games. And so if you can't get out to see a game, you can, of course, watch on CUSA TV. Jake's going to tell us about all the broadcasts. Of course, we'll get into some of the details, uh, how this is possible, because after all, I mean, there are multiple broadcasts on Saturday alone. If you go to HerdZone.com, you look at the website, there are broadcast links for softball and soccer and baseball. So you have a broadcast link for all of these, four events, three sports. Don't tell me Marshall doesn't get it done. Thundering Herd gets it done, and Jake is a big part of that, so we'll talk to him here in the next few minutes. As I mentioned, your phone calls are welcome at 304-399-8255, toll-free 877-420-8255. Soccer for the women yesterday uh, did not go the way that Coach Swan intended. Nick Verzellini with me as well, and Nick, not the way the ladies would have liked to have finished out senior day. And uh, what did Coach have to say about uh, everything uh, after the loss yesterday? Uh, yeah, set these up for us. Uh, you know, he was happy with the team's effort. He knew they were going in against a tough ODU team. So um, that was really the first thing he talked about. And obviously was proud of his seniors. I thought our players absolutely battled. As hard as they could, um, you know, come up against a very good ODU team who's who's got a great coach and staff, a, a group of experienced players who've who've been in these situations before when it's all on the line. And um, you know, I can't fault what we did um, with with what we've got in limited uh, numbers. But you know, it's it, we've got to take our chances when we get those opportunities, especially in the in the second half to get back into the game as well. So he's pretty pretty complimentary of his squad he's not down anything because he knows i think in the back of his mind i gotta go out and i gotta sell this program i gotta go out and bring some depth and some talent into this program because the men have proven you've got the facilities now you got everything in place to have a a contender a top 25 program and that's what marshall is right now 
despite the loss against West Virginia, that's an upcoming program as well. So, you know, no loss there, no shame there, really, to lose to them. You don't want to, but still, yeah, that wasn't as if a, I guess, a, a program that really doesn't put anything into it uh, beat the herd. I mean, that's a pretty good program there. And for Marshall, Marshall doesn't want to be that program where it's an easy win. And, and that's kind of what I'm getting from coaches. Yeah, I like what we did, but uh, we're kind of shorthanded. I mean, that's pretty much the polite way of saying it. I, I don't have enough out here to win a game. Fair? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think uh, Marshall also will have a pretty quick turnaround because this weekend they're playing West Virginia State, and then just in general they'll have a fall season as well. So I think they can take what they do in the spring here and just get better. And uh, some of his team might not return with the seniors, so he wanted to – say some things about them because it was their senior day yesterday. I cannot fault the efforts. Um, seniors were fantastic today. You know, they've led us. They've they've persevered. They've made it to this, you know, the final few games of their career. And I'm just hoping that we can get a couple of wins towards the end of the season and do them proud. They've been great. You know, a year ago, uh, we're looking at it and I think and we're excited about what's happening in the fall and pandemic hits and they just go with the flow. They went through the flow. They, they coached and changed a year ago. And you know, I can't thank them enough for but what they did. Things were a bit tricky last spring with, with COVID coming in and you know heading home and keeping the group united. Um, and then obviously at the start of this semester was, you know, I had a bit of a rough go of it myself in my personal life. And the character of all our seniors, how they just rallied around me and you know kept me kept me moving forward and probably the toughest situation I've ever had in my life. So I can't thank Metzley, I can't thank Abby, Kane and, and Laura enough for what they've done. So they've been great. I thought our players absolutely battled as hard as they could. Um, to Coach, really appreciative of the seniors. He's still trying to put this thing together. This is his first run, really, at this. And you come in, you're you're excited to be the new head coach. you got a lot of things you want to do. You want to put together a program. You want to try to start building. And then COVID happens, and it does it to everyone. It knocks everyone back. Some universities, some colleges, some teams were better equipped, and you're still trying to put together your squad. I mean, it's not like football where you have a situation where you've been through this for about a year now, and then you bring in a new football coach and things are opening back up and he's moving forward. He's changing the way he wants to do things. I don't think this is really a, a fair season for, for coach because you were behind already and you're trying to put this thing together and you don't have the depth and you don't have what you need initially. I'm excited for the future of women's soccer, but right now it's, yeah, it's tough on him, and I, I get it completely. Yeah, I think in the fall we'll have a better idea of uh, what Coach Swan's program is going to be about. All right, we're going to um, we're going to turn our attention to what's happening this weekend. Lots of activity for the Thundering Herd, and if you can't get out to say a baseball game, you can't get out to one of the soccer matches. You can't see softball. You can't see any of that. You can't just get out and do it. But you've got a way to watch it all, and that's because of what Marshall does. Marshall is one of the, I think, the few universities that really uh, puts together multiple broadcasts on a given day, at least for a university of, of Marshall's uh, level. Power five schools maybe not necessarily doing this stuff. And so Jake's going to join us. Jake Griffith 
Uh, his bio reads, have you ever read his bio? A young up-and-coming sports broadcaster. He's young. He is young. We'll talk to Jake, and I'll maybe embarrass him just a little bit when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We'll take your phone calls later on this hour, courtesy of White Claw at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. But we're using the White Claw phone lines right now because we want to welcome to the program. And again, Nick, this is what his bio says. Um, it says that Jay Griffith is a young and up-and-coming sports broadcaster. You know, I, I don't know if he's up and coming. I think he's here. He's also the director of multimedia for Marshall University Athletics, and he is with us now on the program. Um, we got to update your bio, man. I don't think you're up and coming. I think you've arrived, dude. Yeah, you know, the one thing I will say is a couple years ago they came to us and said we had to have bios on the website. You know me, Paul. I'm more of an inconspicuous guy. I try to fly under the radar, so – I haven't touched that thing in a couple couple months, so I, you're probably right. I need to, need to cut, tweak that a little bit. Just a little bit, man. You've arrived, man. You're not up and coming. You're here. You're here. You're uh, ah. up and coming means like you know he's you know he, he's on the rise. I mean you're you're everywhere. I turn around and there you are. I don't know how you're going to do all these games and these matches. Uh, Saturday's a big slate of action here for the Thundering Herd, but I just want to talk to you first about the fact that. I don't know of too many places that can pull off multiple broadcasts like this uh, at maybe, I don't want to say Power 5, G5, I don't want to say all that, but for an institution like Marshall University, uh, so many of the sporting events that go on, you know, Marshall's able to really get that video out there, get that play-by-play out there for fans who can't come in. I don't know too many places that can pull that off. Well, you know, and the one thing I will say is, is it starts with, with Chuck McGill and Ryan Vance. You know, Chuck oversees. He's sort of the external and fan engagement guy. And, you know, people may not know what that that is, but the external sort of encompasses what I do and what Herd Vision is. So Chuck sort of oversees that. And then Ryan Vance, who he is I, – I swear by Ryan Vance being the smartest human being on the face of the earth. He and Eric Himes, they work over in – uh, the university side, but they were sort of the brain trust that helped get herd vision off the ground way back when, a couple years ago when I got brought on. And we also have two student uh, assistants, Nick uh, Nick Capria and Alexandra Warrington. And uh, I'll tell you what, I mean, without those four, I wouldn't be here because they they do a lot of the heavy lifting. They make me look good. I just kind of get to do the easy part and talk about the sports. But you know, we're, we'll have. We'll have a softball doubleheader this weekend. Uh, softball is a three-game series with Bellarmine, and we'll be able to stream that, a one-camera stream. And then we're going to pull off a, uh, a full production at soccer tomorrow on ESPN+. And then we'll have women's soccer on CUSA TV on Sunday at 5. And so without those four people, I mean, I, I don't think they're, they're as much – they get all the credit. I mean, I know people sort of come to me and say, hey, good job. Well, give them the credit, man. They, they work hard, Alex and Nick. When I left Herd Vision Control about 20 minutes ago uh, to go grab a coffee, I mean, they had been spending the entire day down there getting graphics ready, on the phone with Ryan, who was working remotely, making sure the, the I's were dotted and the T's were crossed. And so big ups to them. They, they work really hard, and they, they are in a lot of places at one time. 
and, you know, big shout out to them. So how much do you work with the other institutions? I'm kind of curious because I know baseball is at Florida Atlantic, so you've got the link up there. People can watch. But, you know, how much cooperation uh, between Conference USA schools to make sure that everybody can pull off their broadcasts? Well, you know, one of the one of the functions of me being the director of multimedia is we have a thing called Box, and it's it's like Dropbox, but it's it's through Conference USA, and most the average sports fan may not be familiar with this term, but we do these things called broadcast melts, where we cut essentially highlights for both teams. It's a specific, the team centric highlight reel, and one of the functions of my job with as the director of multimedia is. The Marshall portion of box, we have individual folders for all the sports, and I make sure to get the highlight reels for both teams uploaded, even if it's a non-conference game. And so that sort of facilitates and helps other schools get their stuff off the ground because they can say whether or not they use those highlights in a broadcast, their play-by-play guy now can watch back in a condensed version of Marshall, say, for example, Marshall Baseball, their last game, and they can say, okay, here's how Marshall Baseball beat WVU. So they don't have to read a box score. You know, reading obviously is an important element of what you and I do as journalists, Paul, but it also helps to sort of have that visual accompaniment. So that's one of the ways. And then I try to do things when I reach out to other schools, you know, hey, is there anything you need from me? Whether it's, you know, sometimes I know, for example, there's uh, the student play-by-play broadcaster for baseball, Jackson Kaplan at Charlotte. He's reached out to me before and we've shared notes and things like that. And and that's the one thing I, I try to leave my DMs open on Twitter. So anybody can hit me up, you know, for example, the, uh, the, the West Virginia student radio broadcast for the soccer match. The other night, he did a fantastic job. I'll probably reach out to him and get some tips on calling soccer from him. And so, you know, it's, it's sort of a give and take there between broadcasters and, and other departments. We try to share as much as we can to, at the end of the day to help the other, because it makes their broadcast look good. It makes ours look good. And it makes the league look good. Well, we've, We've talked briefly about that slate. Are you calling all these matches tomorrow? Are you on all the calls here? Well, I'll, I'll give another shout-out. Shout-out to softball aficionado Scott Hall. Okay. He will be calling the softball series this weekend. I will be at soccer. Uh, the You mentioned the big match for the Herd, back into league play now on Saturday afternoon against a, a good old Dominion team. And then Marshall will take a break from conference play. They'll play West Virginia Tech. On Sunday, will the Marshall women look at a rebound out, uh, off that loss to Old Dominion earlier this week? So I'll be over at soccer. Scott will be handling softball, but I'll be jumping back into some softball in the next coming weeks. We've got some big softball games coming up for the Herd. they got the Western Kentucky Series this time next week. That could very well determine who wins the East Division. Those two teams picked one and two, Western one, Marshall two in the preseason East Pole. How important have you found it? You probably see all the stuff uh, on the back end, the metrics and everything. How important over these last few weeks and months uh, have your efforts been? Because we're still in that holding position. We're opening things up slowly. We're doing it smart. We're trying to get fans back as much as possible. But at the same time, you still can't have a full house. So how much or how important has this been to uh, everything in the athletic department? Because – you're putting these things out there. Uh, you want to make sure people are seeing them. Uh, how are pe- how many people are seeing them? Uh, you know, what's uh, what's the feedback like? Well, the feedback has been good. You know, I, I, a lot of times I'll have fans from other fan bases, fans from from the Marshall fan base reach out. 
as far as specific streaming numbers, Conference USA distributes those quarterly. So we've sort of yet to see those numbers for this quarter. But all indications from the league office have been very positive in what, in what we do. You know, a little humble brag here on behalf of Marshall. I know Conference USA, you know, Commissioner McLeod and Jordan Foreman, the director of, of uh, multimedia for Conference USA, they like to use us as sort of a, a, a little bit of a brag. You know, hey, Marshall does such a good job. And, and a lot of that is the dedication of the students and, and Chuck McGill. And a big shout out to Mike Hammer, the director of athletics. You know, he really believes in, this is going to sound cliche, but the vision of her vision. You know, and it's really, you see in a pandemic year, having a broadcast arm as part of your department, it really comes into big play because we're able to, like we saw with basketball this year, limited capacity fans, like we've seen with all sports, limited capacity fans. So we're able to do something that really keeps the fans engaged and involved, and it makes them feel like they're still there. And as the year has gone on, we've been able to up our broadcast production. You know, the one thing about Herd Vision is, and I always am quick to remind people, we are reliant on students to crew these broadcasts. You know, we, we do give students the opportunity. They work and they, they do get paid hourly to crew these broadcasts, but we need we have to have students to do it. So, you know, in the beginning of the year with basketball, we had one or two cameras because that was just the of student availability. But as the year started to go on, you saw we pulled off ESPN Plus broadcasts for women's basketball and men's basketball and now soccer and softball and, you know, all eyes on volleyball in the fall. We hope to do some more stuff with volleyball in that regard. And so I think it has been important that we've been able to do this to the best of our ability because whether it's a one camera or whether it's a full production, it's giving the fans that enjoyment sort of helps take their mind off of the goings on in the world. And at the end of the day, that's what sports is. Sports, as you and I both know, it's, it's sort of escapism for people. Maybe not for us because we work in it, but for the average fan, you know, they, they watch sports to forget about what's going on around the world. And so if we can kind of give them that insight, allow them to see the game that they're not able to attend, I think it helps everybody in the long run. How's Chuck McGill's camera work? Because I talked to him recently, and um, we brag on that guy because he deserves it. But he's the type of person who's hands-on. Yeah, he's uh, he's worked some cameras. He's done a lot to, uh, to know uh, everything possible about what's going on. And I'm kind of curious, uh, how good does his camera work? Hey, you know, listen, I'd love to have Chuck in on doing full-time stuff with Hervision. I, I joke with him all the time, but he, he actually, we've had spots arise where, you know, like you mentioned, we've got, we have this sort of confluence of, I think, about eight sports going on at once. And, we'll, you know, at times we could be pulled thin. And so Chuck, you know, he's not the kind of guy that sort of delegates response. He's very hands-on, like you said. So he, he'll come down on the controller and he'll say, I think Ryan Vance a couple weeks ago taught him how to run the replay, the three-play machine so we could have replay for one of our broadcasts. And so, you know, hey, he, he's fantastic, man. We, we, and, and really, at the end of the day, everybody that works with us is, is, is awesome. I cannot brag enough about our crew and the people that oversee it. I mean, they really do. They're dedicated. They do a good job. They come in on days. The students, the full-time employees, what have you, they come in on off days and when most people would, would not even think to come in and do stuff they're in there you know tweaking something cleaning up a graphic making it look good because at the end of the day it's, it's about it's about putting out a good product but also for the fan enjoyment as i just mentioned jake griffith joins us he is the director of multimedia for marshall university athletics all right uh, let's get down to broadcaster arts and crafts um 
How much uh, how much work have you uh, put into this uh, soccer match? How many trees died in um, in effort here to um, to make this work for you? Because I, I've seen your your note stats, and I'm sitting here going, "Oh no, Jake's just printing that stuff off uh, from somebody." And I'm looking at it. No, no, wait a minute. No, I don't think he is. So, um, <laughs> how many hours are you putting into all that? Well, you know, and that that. People always ask me that a lot when they see my tweets and, and things. And, and you know, I, I tweet those things because I, I think it. I'm a big fan of pulling the curtain back. I use that phrase a lot. I like to show people behind the scenes of, you know, this isn't just a thing where you just show up, sit down, and just start talking. There, this is a hard-working job. I mean, it takes – and I do a lot of that prep when I'm not in the office, when I'm at home and when what would be my off time because when I'm in the office, I'm – interviewing coaches or cutting video or, or this, that, and the other. And so I sort of reserved the prep for my own personal time. But I'll tell you what, I mean, it, men's soccer is a, is a – I always think of the soccers and baseball and softball as sort of like a different beat because there's so much that goes into it prep-wise. There's so many numbers that float around. But you also have a lot of downtime to talk about those things. You know, you have time in between pitches for baseball and softball. Men's and women's soccer, it's just a constant flow. You know, there's, there's, they're passing back and forth on the pitch. But where the goal numbers, the scoring is low in a sport like soccer, you do have a lot of time. So you need to be able to have stuff on the fly to fill. And I probably am, am a little crazy about it. I, I, I probably only touch a third of the stuff that you see on those printouts. But it's better safe than sorry. You know, I'd rather be over-prepared than under-prepared. Hey, and I always tell you, as, as a play-by-play broadcaster, fall in love with the preparation. And I have. I mean, I really feel like that's my favorite part of broadcasting. Other than just doing it, is the preparing for it. Oh, no, I, I love your baseball notes. I'm sitting there going, first I saw those, I actually thought those were conference releases, and I was getting mad I wasn't on that list, and then I started looking at them some more. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, Jake put this together. This is all Jake's handiwork. You know, I am. I do love the environment. I, nature is my other mother, but I'd probably go through a lot of trees, and I do feel bad about that. But I, I got there's something in this digital age where people like to have the laptop and the phone and the iPad. I still feel like there's something about having those hard copies and a little bit of handwriting on there too. It's just it's a little lost art. Jake joining us on the pro- you see we just call him Jake now you don't even you don't even know need to know who he is you know who he is Jake Griffith the director of multimedia for Marshall University Athletics so let's uh, outline again for everyone just so they have it clear what's happening tomorrow when and where because Saturday is going to be a huge day for Marshall Athletics uh, some of these events of course uh, are not conducive to television coverage I can't wait for you to call your first golf invitational but until you get to that point uh, we've got softball baseball soccer uh, women women's tennis at 11 a.m not televised but there is a multitude of things uh, people can watch tomorrow yeah so women's tennis will take on Liberty at 11 a.m as you mentioned that one not televised but the, the televised events will kick off at noon right on the dot uh, over at Dot Hicks Field. No pun intended. Uh, Bellarmine will, will play Marshall in softball. Scott Hall will have the call for that doubleheader. It'll be a noon and 2 p.m. doubleheader uh, for the herd against Bellarmine. Scott will have both those on, on CUSA TV. And then Old Dominion visits uh, Hoops Family Field. The Monarchs uh, 1-1-2 and two this year. 24th-year head coach Alan Dawson sort of has them back. After a down year last year, they missed the conference tournament. That one will be on ESPN Plus. 
Uh, you can also listen to all those events that I just named off on WMUL as well, the student radio station. And then Sunday, women's tennis will be in action at 11 a.m. against West Virginia State. Shout out to my dad, Ed, because that's his alma mater. And then softball will play at noon against Bellarmine. That will be on CUSA TV. And we'll have women's soccer that night at 5 p.m. on CUSA TV. And I'll have the call for that. Those two soccer matches, huge. Uh, I can't speak highly enough about first-year women's soccer head coach Michael Swan. He's really come in, and he's really sort of reinvigorated the, the, the program, sorry, starting to change the culture a little bit. You know, he, he knows the sport. Comes from a very good Charlotte program inside of Conference USA. And that's a team to watch out for. You know, you, you, you everybody likes to talk about, oh, look, look at the job that Coach Grassy's done. He's done a fantastic job. If you want to look for an up-and-coming program that you might see similar success in, like what Grassy's had with men's soccer, I'm telling you, Red Ink, Circle the Marshall Women's Soccer Program. They're, they are on the up and up. Yeah, I think the the only thing that um, I hate for him is uh, the thing I hate for everybody with the uh, the pandemic that probably slowed his uh, progress down a little bit. I can't wait to see what it looks like the following year and the following year. I'm sure he'd like it to be better now, but – you know, that's a program right. that um, – that's a young and up-and-coming program, Jake, to use that phrase. That is. <laughs> Jake Griffith joins us. Nate, to... I'll say I got a chance to – oh, go ahead, Paul. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to reintroduce uh, who you are and, and how, how fantastic you are. Uh, Jake Griffith, the well, director of multimedia well, for Marshall University Athletics. I was going to say I had a chance to watch him against Old Dominion. I had the call for that match on CUSA TV last night on Thursday night, and – you know, they, they did fall 3-0, but they have something really special in net with the sophomore, Courtney McVicker. I mean, she has stood on her head time and time again. And th- that old Dominion team, uh, they're, they're led by Angie Hinn, their head coach in her ninth season, and they're a veteran team. Casey Perry in net for the Monarchs didn't really do much work. Just made a couple of saves, but, you know, she, she leads the nation or, or lead Conference USA in clean sheets this year, 48th in the nation coming into that match. And so, you know, you, you look at the scoreline 3-0, and, and people may look at that and, and, and scratch their head, but that's a very good Old Dominion team. And it's important to remember that Conference USA women's soccer, you have the likes of North Texas, the Florida Atlantics, who I had a chance to see earlier this year as well. Old Dominion, and that's a very Charlotte. It's a very strong women's soccer conference. It, it's really top-heavy in the East Division. Of course, they've gone to the divisional format for what everybody I think expects to just be this year because of the the pandemic, but you never know that could continue on. You said nil, which I told our intern slash producer Nick Versalini, that is the correct way to say it. Do not listen to me when I say three nothing, three nil. <laughs> Don't listen to me. Listen to you. Well, you know I, the one thing I will say, and I credit my dad and, and Coach Grassy and I. We we talk a lot about this too. He likes to rib me because he's a Newcastle guy. I'm a Crystal Palace guy. But, you know, my dad was always a big soccer fan growing up. And that kind of rubbed off on me a little bit. So I do take a special interest in – I love all sports. I love basketball. My, my great-grandfather actually was a full – got a full-ride scholarship to play basketball at Alderson Broadus, fun fact, before World War II broke out. But so I love basketball. But, you know, I've always taken a really special interest in soccer. And I, I didn't play it really much when I played hockey back home in St. Louis, but soccer, I find it so fascinating, so fun. It's almost like a chess match, but it's played out on a giant field with life-sized human beings. 
Jake Griffiths joining us. Uh, again, you'll have to – I'm going to get you to have the Jake list of soccer terms. I was trying to teach uh, young Nick here yesterday soccer terms, and um, I, I disagree with uh, the uses, usage of fixture. I'm not a big fan of fixtures. Like a tweeted fixture one time. Of course, league standings become league table when it comes to soccer. See, you know, the little things like that. See, I that's that's where we have a problem sometimes. I, I think there needs to be a <laughs> you know there needs to be an official herd zone terminology sheet just to help the new new fan out just a little bit because I mean a credit to what Marshall's been able to do uh, both on the men's and women's side. Uh, here's a sport that people are upset when they can't get to a match or can't watch it for whatever reason or can't be a part of it. A few years ago, it, it was probably hard to attract fans to uh, most of these Olympic sports. And now just the way that uh, everything's grown and, and a testament to the athletic department, the coaches and everything, uh, softball has a passionate bunch of fans. Uh, tennis has a oh, passionate yeah. group of fans. Um, soccer, definitely a passionate bunch of fans. Uh, women's basketball, very passionate, and the list goes on and on. And, you know, I love where we're at now where it doesn't matter what the sport is. If it says Marshall, there's a, there's a group of fans that are passionate and behind it. Well, and I think that, you know, when people think of Marshall, I don't think they realize how passionate the fan base is. And it's not just, like you mentioned, a laundry list of sports. It's not just your typical football and basketball. I mean, they get into everything. I mean, if, if – I'll never forget, you know, after we got back from Norfolk from that Conference USA Men's Soccer Tournament, you know, I'd gone out there, called it. We came back, and there was a selection show on that Monday. Remember, the Fat Patty's party room was, was packed. And I thought to myself, I was like, this is not really thought of as a, a, a soccer stronghold area. You know, you look at the you look at the hotbeds, and St. Louis, the Illinois area, they have strong soccer ties you know, maybe out west, but you look in this portion of the country, it's not really viewed as, as a place that soccer is hugely popular, and yet there were the Marshall fans clapping, cheering, starting chants inside of Fat Patty at noon. I'm pretty sure the, the, the selection show was at 1230 that day. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's insane. And, you know, you look at volleyball, what Coach Ari Agnes and her staff have done to, to reinvigorate that volleyball program as well. They're going to go back to the Conference USA tournament for the second consecutive year. They have a passionate fan base. Coach Kemper and the outreach programs they do with like the locker room club and, and stuff like that with women's basketball. I mean, it's it, Marshall's got some diehard fans. And, and my mom is a proud Marshall alum, uh, graduated in class of 2001. And she had kind of, when, when I made the decision to, to come out here to finish up my college, do my last three semesters, she had kind of apprised me of that and was like, you know, Marshall's got some pretty diehard fans. But like, I had no idea. And it, you really don't until you live it and you experience it. It's, the university has such strong, close ties with this community. Joining us to talk herd sports anytime we need him, Jake Griffith, the director of multimedia for Marshall University Athletics. Okay, before I let you go, um, I'm put you on the spot. So if the phone hangs up all of a sudden, I know why. Um, which one needs more decaf, um, Coach Huff, Coach Agnes? Hmm. Can yeah. I give you a third option and say me? Okay, you need the decaf. <laughs> All right, fair. That's that's an actual good way to get out of that question. That's very good. Well done, sir. <laughs> I well drink done. too much coffee as it is. Don't tell my mom. 
I won't tell her. I won't tell her at all. But uh, yeah, I, I I was wondering there who wins the uh, who wins the Spirit Award every year, Coach Agnes or Coach Huff? Now I don't know. You know the one thing I will say about Coach Huff, he he loves those Red Bulls, those sugar free Red Bulls. He does. I got a couple people in my life that they have they they love Red Bull as well. So I, I don't know, but you know I, I get to see Coach Agnes on a more consistent basis in my office is like two doors down from her. And so I don't know. That's a that's a that's a that's a close one. That might have to be like battled out in a Twitter poll. I don't know. I like it. We might have to do that. We can do that. You can't. We can do that here. You uh, right. you you can wash your hands of this at any time. Jake joining us on the program. Jake, see, he's just one name. Jake, Jake Griffith, the director of multimedia from Marshall University Athletics. Uh, have fun this weekend. I know you will. We'll all be watching and uh, tuning in the herd zone. Hey, thank you for having me, Paul. You know, call me anytime. I'm glad to come on the show. Jake Griffith, everybody, a young and upcoming sports broadcaster, just like yourself, Nick Verzellini. Uh, We will come back and continue on with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back, Paul Swan, your host for this Friday, March 26th. Baseball end of two. FAU has... um, scored a lot of runs heard trailing five nothing now the end of two so Marshall baseball trailing and that one will keep an eye on it and of course uh, you can go to herdzone.com keep an eye on it there as well and as we talked about earlier if you weren't with us uh, there is a video link there you can watch that matchup and plenty of action for you coming up tomorrow both uh, from the men's side and women's side of herd athletics, including uh, the softball team, the baseball team, men's soccer trying to bounce back, trying to at least uh, maintain a, a good ranking in the top 25. If I'm men's soccer right now, I'm taking it all out on Old Dominion. I'm just taking it out on them. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but I'm, I'm putting it all out there. I'm going to do everything possible to run that score up if I'm Marshall Soccer, just to just to prove that okay, we had a we had a a slight malfunction uh, at the end of the day against West Virginia. Let's go back out there and work over Old Dominion and sort of make a statement, point out to them that okay, uh, you've seen us uh, you've seen us get beat, but you're not going to be the architect of the next one. That's what I would do against old. I would come up with something. I would find a way. I would put a chip on my shoulder. And I would do that anyway. It's not a West Virginia thing. It's just you lost your eighth-ranked team in the country. You go in somewhere. You lose. I'm taking it out on somebody. I'm Michael Jordan in this thing all the way. I am completely going to fabricate stuff. I make make stuff up about you all the time, Nick, just so I can get mad and get through this broadcast. I don't know if you knew that. Sorry. We went over this earlier. Yeah, we did. I just, I just want to point that out, just, so, just in case you didn't remember. I make stuff up about you so I can get mad and do this show. I mean, Jordan would make stuff up. I mean, really, just make it up. Like, yeah, that guy was talking stuff about me. What? How dare this? How dare this nobody who no one's ever heard of before talk talk about you, Michael? How dare this guy? Why? Why? What is he thinking, Michael? Because he, he's not. Just Michael doing what Michael does to get himself fired up. Uh, I don't think I really have a, a pre-show ritual. Maybe I need one. 
a pre-show ritual to get ready for this. I mean, maybe we need some hype music. Uh, like six minutes out, we have like some music playing in, some fanfare. I don't know what we need to do, but uh, it's a Friday. We're having fun. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we will wrap it up when we uh, come back from our final commercial obligation here. we got to pay the bills, folks, and I appreciate you all sticking with us here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. March Madness starting back up this weekend. We'll have the action here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and on Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. Busy day begins at 2 o'clock on Saturday as uh, Oregon State, the 12 seed, will face off against the 8 seed Loyola Chicago. And that's set for a 2.40 tip. Our coverage begins at 2 o'clock. And then game number two on Saturday will feature the 5 seed Villanova facing off against the number one seed Baylor. And that is set for approximately 5.15 p.m. And then game number three on the Saturday quadruple header Number 15 seed Oral Roberts facing off against number three seed Arkansas. And then final game of the night, 9.55 is going to be the anticipated airtime. Number 11 Syracuse faces off against number two Houston. So that's our broadcast schedule for Saturday. For Sunday, schedule begins at 2 o'clock. And game number one features number five seed Creighton versus number one seed and my pick to win the national championship Gonzaga at 2.10 p.m. And then game number two will feature number four seed Florida State versus number one seed Michigan. And then game number three, and that's about 7.15 p.m. that evening, number 11 seed UCLA will face off against number two seed Alabama. And then we wrap up the night on Sunday. The 11 seed is uh, UCLA. Uh, That should be a fun game, but really the game I think is going to be the most fun. Number seven seed Oregon facing off against the six seed USC. That should be fun. I think that'll be a good one, actually. Uh, two evenly matched teams going at it, and that's at 945. So that's what our Sweet 16 schedule looks like. Uh, we don't have matchups yet for the Elite Eight, but I can tell you this. 7 o'clock on Monday, 7 o'clock on Tuesday for the Elite Eight, and that will set your Final Four. I need Houston to get to the Final Four. They can, they can lose after that. Actually, it would be preferred if they lose after that. Uh, I need Houston to get to the final. Four. Actually, I've got Baylor going to the championship game. But if Baylor loses early, that eliminates a lot of people from the bracket for me. That just puts them out of my way to my, my, my charge to the top. I mean, I'll lose some points too, but a lot of other people will lose points and their champion because right now in our office pool, it's basically the people who picked Gonzaga or the people who picked Baylor with that one person that picked Michigan. And they're sitting there, sitting there going, yeah, you guys, um, you guys don't realize this, but I've got the winning bracket here. And uh, it's always that person that doesn't follow college basketball. It's always that person. And we've got a couple of those in our bracket that are really, they can look like savants. They could look like they knew what they were doing all along here. Uh, nobody's bracket went unscathed, but uh, I'm in a good spot right now. Of course, uh, it's been fun. We're doing it all for fun here because, after all, um, we missed this so bad last year. And I don't even know what the uh, I don't even know what the bracket looks like on the other side of the the one that I'm in with you, Nick. You're still beating me there. 
Uh, if I put effort into this, I would have actually probably been upset about that, but I'm not. I mean, look, you, you think I'm actually going to try to, you know, the folks that the, signed up for our, our little, we're going to have some fun bracket. You think I'm actually trying to beat them? I want them all to feel good. I want them to feel like they, hey, I beat Paul Swan. Yes, you, please, you feel good about that. I didn't put any effort into it because I care. You're actually beating me. If Baylor wins, then I probably win the thing. Okay. So I'm beating you with no effort put into that. Man. Spencer's beating both of us. Spencer Dupuis. We have to clarify who he is uh, because some people have blacked him out from their memory. We don't talk about that era of the show anymore. It's uh, it's it's gone. That that era of the show has passed. We are moving on. It's like Coach Swan taking over the women's team in soccer. We're moving on. We're changing the culture here at the program. We are moving on from that. Um, you can't lose to that guy. Yeah, I just thought that was noteworthy. Yeah, you can't lose to that guy. You just don't do it. You can't lose to him. Uh, it's not pretty when you lose to that guy. Trust me. Uh, it's all. It's what he lives for. Don't you hate that? You have that one friend that lives for that. It's like, I beat you in the bracket. I beat you in fantasy sports. I beat you at Nintendo. I guess that's what he has at Nintendo. I don't know. We've digressed so far. We need to get the show back. See, Nick, every time you bring him up, the show just devolves. Stop that. It's Paul Swan and Nick Verzellini, okay? That's it's us. It's it's our it's us right now, man. You and me until your internship's over. Nobody else. I just noticed it. I thought it was relevant. I wouldn't point that out, especially if you're losing to that guy. Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. Um, trust me, I I face off against him in fantasy hockey next week if he beats me because my team's pretty dinged up right now with COVID and everything else. Uh, he's gonna do victory laps, man. He's gonna go. He's gonna put like a, a billboard out here in the corner of uh, of our office building, just, to, just just so people can see that. That's the kind of guy he is. So don't lose to him, whatever you do. Uh, basketball action coming up tomorrow, two o'clock, both Saturday and Sunday. Seven o'clock on Monday and Tuesday. And I can't wait to tune into some of these games because my guy Kevin Kugler calling the matchups on the radio side, you know, uh, on the TV side. Um, Ian Eagle is calling uh, Gonzaga and Creighton. Jim Nance has got Michigan, Florida State. Uh, Eagle's got Alabama, UCLA, and then Nance has got USC and Oregon. So that's what Sunday looks like. Saturday, Kevin Harlan, um, he's got the Loyola-Chicago-Oregon State match and the Arkansas-Oral Roberts match. Uh, Brian Anderson has Baylor, Villanova, and Houston, Syracuse. I'm going to go with Kevin Harlan. That guy is that guy's amazing. He's one of my favorite play-by-play announcers. He, I mean, I I love what I love Ian Eagle. I think Eagle does a fantastic job, and I think Nance does. A, he's, well, he's Jim Nance because you know this is the big boy. This is the big boy play-by-play crew. Jim Nance, Bill Rafferty, Grant Hill, and Tracy Wolfson. You know, I mean, th- these are the four horsemen of CBS Sports. I don't know which one's Ric Flair. I don't know which one's Ole Anderson or Arn Anderson. I, I don't know. I'm gonna give um, I'm gonna give Nance the Ric Flair role. But 
I'm going to give Rafferty the Arn Anderson role here because he's pretty good on the mic. That's going to do it for this edition. We will be back on Monday to do it all over again for our show producer, Nick Verzellini. I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.